We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And this is our first episode from the West Coast. If you can see the background of our rooms look a little similar, that's because this man's right down the hall from me. But uh, (laughs) today's episode was an interview with uh, Scott Royal Smith. And uh, he's the owner. uh, He's also an entrepreneur. He started out as a lawyer out of college, then got into real estate and then into just, you know, general investing and building businesses. But he came on to talk about his his endeavor, his company, uh, Royal... um, Legal Solutions. Royal Legal Solutions. And basically, it's kind of like an environment where, you know, entrepreneurs and like-minded people can come together and build businesses and, you know, get the right people in place and, you know, get things going quickly. Most of this episode, though, isn't really about that. It's more just talking about, you know, the right mindset, uh, spiritual awakening in ways, um, just, you know, kind of separating yourself from like the constant cycle of, you know, being a slave to your own vices and, you know, being stressed out about things that don't really matter and just being high strung with so much stress that you can't like separate yourself and get a, like a clear mental state going. So he kind of talks us through some of his, his own experiences that he's done, his struggles in the past and how he's grown to be able to, uh, you know, move past those addictions and vices and where he's at now. And he basically just gives us his story and his uh, advice there and how it's led to basically the the business success and the financial success came all after he like decided to do these things. So yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll shut the fuck up now, but let's get right into it. Let's do Thanks, it. Scott. Hey guys, just wanted to shout out Zencaster, our platform of choice for recording remotely with our guests. Uh, they're sponsoring this episode, so tune in later to hear more about some really great offers. Hey y'all, we're really excited to tell you about Black Ice, the black-owned jewelry business owned by Sean Moore, uh, our previous guest on the Black Box podcast. If you think, if you think about it, Black Ice and like Black Box. It's like it's it's almost like it's meant to be. Oh. Exactly. Um, yeah, but you know, we like to focus on investing in the show. So, you know, we kind of look at it as we're partnering up with a asset class. You know, jewelry is considered an investment. And with the, you know, stock market and crypto being pretty volatile right now and most for the most part going down, um, jewelry, especially precious metals, you know, gold and silver, those tend to preserve their value really well. So, you know, that's also another reason why we think it's a a good opportunity. But also, you know, I've worked with Sean in the past. I got a gift for my mother actually for Mother's Day. It was a pretty, a relatively custom piece, nothing crazy, but, you know, Sean was quick. He was easy. He was responsive. The price was fair. And, you know, we just met up and transaction was easy and my mom loved the gift. So. Yeah. If this all sounds good to you, check out Black Ice's website at Black Ice NYC um, and at all socials. And uh, there's a V instead of an A for the black. So as you guys are probably used to with little letter substitutions by us, but you could find stock goods there. And Sean also specializes in custom goods with quick turnaround times. 
yeah uh sean does great custom pieces i've seen a bunch of them on his social media but um yeah he's also good for sourcing you know like watches specific rolexes anything like that they're looking for he can also get you a better price and you know if you're going to you know a bigger name shop or someone that you don't really know that might try to gouge you on the price so along with that it's also supporting an upcoming entrepreneur he's had a lot of success he just celebrated his one year anniversary of the business had a really nice party and um Let's get back to the show. All right. Hey, Scott. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Um, so let's take a minute to just have you introduce yourself before we get right back into the conversation we were having. Yeah. So um, thanks, Ahmed. Um, of course, my name is Scott Royal Smith. I'm a lifetime serial entrepreneur. I started actually cutting grass when I was like seven years old. I built my first business in law school, buying a commercial building and transmission auto repair shop for the back taxes um, and uh, became a real estate investor. And then now I build Royal Legal Solutions, which is a uh, freedom company. What we do is we do in-house asset protection, estate planning, tax insurance and investing for people that are between one and 50 million net worth to be able to just take over that whole section of their life. Um, so that way they can go live or focus on building their businesses or their families or whatever and giving people like that kind of freedom. And, um, you know, the places that I've been moving into more in my life now, as I ask myself, it's like, okay, what's going to come next, right? I've already solved the money thing, right? Yeah. And th- that's boring now. Right. So I was like, what am I going to do? Just scale some company for the sake of scaling it? Like that sounds stupid. Right. So um, what I've started to look into more is side of like, okay, what's the other side of life here? What's fulfillment really look like? I live currently in Southern Utah. Most of the time I have headquarters in Austin, Texas. Um, I moved to Southern Utah because I love nature and it has like world-class mountain biking, ice, ice climbing, canyoneering, hiking, skiing, like everything is like right there for just fulfillment. Um, yeah. and I hit a place though, bro, where it's like, what's, what's after this, you know, like now I'm just, I'm just mess. I'm having fun outside. I got friends, but like, is there more than, yeah. than this? Like I need a game. I need a game. I need something to like get after. Of, like, You're doing what? side quests now. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> into it. And, and recently that's where I've gotten into, um, it's, it's a deeper introspection of life, right? It sounds like what is actually life living at like the highest level. And it, from my experience of life living at the highest level is not living outwards. It's actually living inwards and feeling out like, what does that actually mean? Now come to find out that people have been doing this shit for thousands of years, right? So like the road to like, how do you do that at the highest level um, is already mapped out, right? Of like what it is that you need to go to go do it. Um, and the benefits from my experience and my brief uh, dedication to this, maybe over the last you know couple of years, has been um, amazing because there's nothing else I've ever done in my entire life where I can just sit down in a chair and I can feel perfectly at peace, love, connectedness, completely centered like inside of myself, no need for anything else like in the world. And now my life, when I'm inside of doing the maintenance, kind of like just going to the gym, doing like my mental maintenance on stuff, is that I now just get to choose. I'm already fine. I have everything. I feel exactly the way I need to feel. I don't need to do anything to feel any different. I don't need anything else. I merely just sit and decide, what would I like to do now? 
end to it and what would yeah. bring me joy or what would bring me something that I would be able to reflect on as beautiful into it. And the more I live in that place, the more I feel like this is actually the infinite game. This is the infinite game that lasts for the rest of life is how frequently and how moment by moment can I live in a place that's like that? And then how can I create new things in the world with the people around me and through my businesses that are going to be enjoyable for me to create, be able to inspire others to be able to live better lives um, and hopefully make some kind of a dent on, uh, on this world. If I'm lucky. That's awesome. Okay. I'm at, I'll let you go, but I just have two questions and they both kind of tie into each other. Um, First one is, do you think because of the success that you've had and the ability to, you know, like unlock certain levels of time freedom because of your financial like success, do you think that's what's enabled you to achieve this? Or do you think these types of things and practices are things that, you know, someone even working a nine to five job can do? That's my first question. Yeah, literally at the end of the day, man, all this stuff, it actually comes down to just sitting your butt in a chair and breathing and yeah. releasing and relaxing. The thoughts come into your mind of whatever they are. These thoughts now make us feel a particular way, right? And all we have to do is just sit, hold the thought in your mind and breathe and relax. And what will happen is it will deprogram your nervous system where all of the trauma and all of the things that that thought now triggers in your body has been stored. And when that thought comes in your mind, it makes you feel a certain way. And when you sit and you breathe through it, it releases that whatever that stored thing is inside of your nervous system. And eventually the thought comes and you don't feel a certain way about it. You don't feel a certain way about that chick that rejected you. You don't feel a certain way about your boss. You don't feel a certain way about your mom. You don't feel a certain way about like a piece of food or whatever. I mean, I got, I got really interested in just spirituality in general because I had uh, really severe alcohol addictions that were coming in my life and they were destroying my life. I mean, I was at a point that I was going to die or something had to change. And so when I went into AA, I mean, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it was the first time in my life that I was like, holy smokes, it's a process. There is a defined process by which you can accomplish a quote unquote spiritual awakening, which is actually like verbatim written into the 12th step into it by which life now becomes manageable and things don't have like the pressure on you anymore. And like what I found out was I was like, wow, those years ago, the years and years and years ago that like I ended up going and started in that AA practice was just like the very first baby step of like, how do you go from dying to surviving? And then like, cool. Now there's like surviving to thriving. And that yeah. people have been writing about that from like the Upanishad, like 2000 years ago. So important that we as human beings have been passing down a single book. I mean, like everybody's like stoked on like a New York times bestseller. Can you imagine if you wrote something so incredible that people are like, we have to pass this down for thousands of years to make sure that this knowledge doesn't get lost. I mean, maybe we should pay attention to some of these things. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Wait, what's the name of the book? Can you pronounce it again? Uh, Or is it just a piece of literature? It's the Upanishad. 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 Yeah. 
Okay. So just throw it at you like a quick Google or like chat GPT. And it'll pull you up everything you need. Chat GPT. <laughs> um, no, I've been definitely having some fun with uh, chat GPT lately, yeah, uh, especially too. for some, some coding stuff, coding related things. But okay. So this kind of walks me into my second question. You maybe gave partial answer, but so prior to you going down this route now, the spiritual awakening route, uh, were you the type of person that was constantly like stressed out about your work? Like, were you constantly like felt like you had something on your back, chasing a deadline, like, you know, too much on your plate kind of vibe or has this something that you've always been about? Like, I guess it, how did yeah. your transformation in it, in it work? Yeah. Um, did it, did it correlate with like your success in business or was it, were they not really on the same timeline? Like did the success come first and then, once you realize that there's nothing really left to do, that's when you started to kind of traverse down the path or. Um, so my path actually started with a lot of darkness, right? So I was born into a world that was really, really dark. I mean, I, um, my, uh, my father committed suicide when I was three and whatever happened between like zero to six in my family's life with them, with his like abusive alcoholic stuff that was going on was so bad that my family won't even tell me like what it was like. Right. Sorry to hear that. Ah, dude, that's just life, baby. I, I believe yeah. that I signed up for it, you know? And actually like the way I see it now is like those experiences are the things that um, are like essential for me to become the person I am today into it. Definitely. And, I, and I don't share that for sympathy. I share it for context because inside of these like early, everybody has like a childhood trauma. There's, I've never met a anybody in my entire life that doesn't have something from their childhood. Yeah. Zero to six is like that time period where all of this stuff happens to us. And then the rest of life is figuring it out what we do from there. So the, so my family actually like ended up uh, being like joining like a cult because they needed like to have structure to their life. And this is not like a yeah. bad cult. It's called like the I am activity. It started like 1910 or something like that. Okay. And, um, but like, these were like, they had like pretty decent spiritual practices associated with them. Right. Visualization, meditation, had like some of this stuff too. That was like stuff that works, right. Regardless of that, a bunch of like, woo, like crazy ass backwards yeah. stuff that like, is just wild. They had some of the tools and the tools seem to work regardless of your belief system, which is pretty, I think is actually pretty rad. Yeah. Um, now, so for most of my life, I didn't know it until like it was gone, but I always had like a deep heaviness inside and like worked with like depression and my friends would like reflect that. I mean, like, Hey, you seem so happy. But like, when I see like into your eyes, like I just see there's like this heaviness. What happens though, is like the more, like I became into scenarios that were less life serving for me, like that deeper, that heaviness got. Right. So as I like went through like, like the law school and like beginning into like my, the very beginning of my law career, this is where like alcohol started to play like a big part of my life is because yeah. like working inside of the firm, inside of those constraints, it's so not life serving for me, but I was so wrapped up into like, I had gone to law school and what all this meant and status too far and, deep. Money and all this shit that I couldn't get out. Right. I was wrapped up in this story, yeah. whatever it was. And I was like, I can't let go of all this. I mean, like, what a fucking insane thing to say. The thing that's killing me, I'm like, I can't let go of it. 
end to it, right? And so what I do is to society, you'd be stupid to give that up. Exactly. What would people think of me? And did I waste all this time and money? And blah blah blah. Right? Like it's it's insane. The stories. Yeah. Literally insanity. So. Alcohol actually, as I reflect on it now, was actually a uh, almost, and this is going to be twisted. It's almost like, like a sense of like love and care for yourself. Alcoholism really is because think about it. If I didn't have some type of escape, I probably would have committed suicide because life had become so unbearable that the only avenue that I had was to take something to be able to numb it out for a bit, to have at least a brief reprieve from this. So that way I could just continue to survive, right? And continue to perpetuate. I think we're doing this with like antidepressants or food or like whatever. Vaping and whatever. I feel like everyone has their thing and more like once you take a step back and when you put it like that, more often, more people are in that type of cycle than people that aren't. Yeah. You know, I that would, might be, I, a, would, I would say probably 90 ish percent of people yeah. are into something like that. I mean, what is it like over half of Americans are on antidepressants and that's like stuff that are like, Hey, you're, you might shit yourself and die randomly. You know, like that's the level people are at that. Like, I'd rather take that thing I saw on TV that like, will make my, like make me incontinent, yeah. you know? And like, I'll have erectile dysfunctions and whatever, because like, I feel so bad inside into it you know you're like well you know maybe alcoholism isn't that bad you know like no terrible mm-hmm. of course it is of yeah. course it is. no i know i know but yeah. like it's but the 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 shift for it um and, and this is why it's kind of like one of those things right they talk about like inside of like this line of work inside of like spiritual work right they say everybody has their own journey right it's like and and alcoholism what they call it is like hitting bottom right? It's like when life has to change, right? In spiritual work, all they do is they call it a different name. They call it the dark night of the soul. It's when like you're alone and you're like, holy shit, like what am I going to do? None of this stuff makes sense anymore. I feel totally empty. None of this, like none of like, I don't feel like any of this matters. Like what happens next, right? Those existential kind of crises where you totally feel alone and realize that none of this life actually matters anymore. It doesn't matter whether I live or die. And it's from that moment, just like hitting bottom with like alcoholism, that you're able to say, great, I'm going to choose a different path. You need something that will shake you awake so sternly that you'll say, I will choose a different experience. I will go into the discomfort of living differently than I have before and all of the comforts of how everything felt to me before that I have to choose something different and I'll embrace that level of discomfort. And it's actually like not that uncomfortable. And along the way you find out that there's just like amazing joy and peace and love and appreciation for nature and other people and a totally different perspective on life that just makes everything so much easier. And it's just like a, it's like going to the gym for the first two weeks. And then after that, you're like, fuck, why didn't I work out for the last six years? I had, I could have a six pack. And everybody like would have been trying to date me from left and right. And I'd have like all these, you know, I'd have everything I ever wanted. No, definitely. It feels a little bit like that in a different context. No, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll let you go. I was going to say this was, I mean, me and Ahmed, like one of the nights that we'd moved in maybe like a week ago, week and a half ago. I don't know if you remember it, Ahmed, but uh, I was just telling him how, you know, 
before I'd say maybe like three, three and a half years ago or so. It, I don't know exacts, but prior to that, my entire life was basically, you know, we're talking about an extreme here in terms of an addiction, but you can basically remap this to any situation in your life. Like people tend to like veer on the side of comfort and familiarity instead of jumping into the things that are like scary to them, which usually require them to change and to, you know, change their habits as well. But it usually ends up being, you know, a much greater positive overall on the other side. When we moved in, I was telling him, you know, like after years of like doing the same shit, making excuses for like why I wasn't where I wanted to be or, you know, in college, like I didn't, wasn't, if I failed the test, like even though I didn't prepare clearly enough at all, I'd be like, well, you know, it was for this reason instead of the fact that I just didn't put enough work in. Then over these past few years, as I've started to change, I just started to embrace like the tough situations. Anytime something difficult came around that clearly wasn't like just a pure negative in my life, I would take the opportunity every time, even if it, well, I don't want to say that, but like, even if it wasn't like, you know, going to push me and bring me right in front of my goals. Like I, you know, I moved across the country, even though my old self would have never done that because I would have, you know, made an excuse and been scared because, you know, staying home with my family is a little bit more familiar and comfortable. And that's, you know, maybe what I'd rather do. So I just wanted to make the connection where it's like, you don't have to just apply this to addiction where, you know, it's way, the point is way more clear in those situations, but this could be applied to literally anything, like any point, any type of growth or any type of thing that's going to make you think internally and question like, you know, why have I been doing it this way? Oh, shoot. Sorry. Why have I been doing it this way my entire life instead of, you know, this other new way that might be more efficient, but, you know, is going to cause me to, you know, challenge myself. But that's it. I'm I, I'll let you go. One quick comment on that, uh, Ahmed, before you chime in on this, brother, <laughs> is John, to your point, right, is that in my experience as I sit here now, with it is that there is actually like a natural normal state for us as human beings. And the natural normal state is supposed to be generally like at peace, like loving ourselves and loving others. This is the natural state right into it. Everything it's, it doesn't feel natural now because what we observe inside of society, what we observe and accept as normal because we observe it everywhere else is a bunch of all of this other crap that we put into it. And so this experience that you're talking about, I could break it down, I believe, even more simply. It's to say, very simply, what in your life is causing you pain or discomfort or suffering? What are those things? Those are not natural for you. If you can get to the heart about what's going on that's causing those things in your life and then ask yourself, how could life change to be able to resolve those things, this will get you deeper into the natural state. When people sometimes talk to me about like psychedelic experiences and why psychedelic experiences, well, first of all, psychedelic experiences, people have been doing for over 2000 years. They're detailed inside of the literature as, as one of the avenues, even from the Upanishad about how do people experience awakenings? The reason people are doing that is because it's hard to shake yourself out of your own mind. And people have figured out over time that there's certain plants set in the right set and setting underneath like doctors that they call shamans to be able to set an appropriate context. They're still they're doing this now in Europe inside of clinics, by the 
way. But people have been doing this for thousands of years in this context, using these types of medicines, which is what they call it, to be able to give you a different perspective. Because when you're living inside of your own world, you might not be able to see all of the things clearly that are causing you pain or why. Or you might be so attached to them like I was that you won't be able to let them go. And inside of a different perspective and under the right guidance and inside of the right setting, you're then equipped to be able to do work. The hard work of saying like, can I let this law thing go and the way that I'm doing it? And when I let that go, I was able to move into something that's much more life serving for me. And then that's when like all my businesses started and all the money and all the, the women and the cars and the adventure videos and all that other stuff came. Right. And it's like the silliest thing. At the let go of the shit that I didn't want is exactly what I needed to do to get everything I ever wanted, but I was afraid to let it go because I thought I would lose the thing that was killing me. And and that's where like psychedelics like started to play like a part in my life of like I needed a different perspective. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster the process becomes much easier. Zencaster is an all-in-one web-based solution that makes the process pretty painless and simple. Um Zencaster allows to bring you guys, our listeners, the best quality by providing crystal clear audio and gorgeous HD video when we record with our guests. Uh, Zencaster is also easy to use for new users and guests. So, you know, when we have people on the podcast who haven't used a platform before, we pretty much just tell them to show up with a computer, mic, and uh, headphones, and you're pretty much good to go. Um, Zencaster is pretty plug and play. Uh, But from local recording to automated post-production tools, you don't even have to leave the browser to finish off your episode. Use the code zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox. You'll get 30% off the first three months of Zencaster Pro. It's time to share your story. So, wow. Okay. Here comes Ahmed. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So I, I guess from from these experiences um like what what are some of the things like when you when you get up what is something that you do like get up in the morning on a daily basis what are things that you do differently every day and what are things that like maybe you used to do and that were like very obviously damaging to you when you look back at it now So I always start with like, what's the critical question, right? Like I'm an entrepreneur, like at heart. And um, for me, entrepreneurialism works really well when you have really high degrees of focus and intention. And that most of the problems that come up in my life or business is because I have unclear focus or unclear intentions that come with it. So when I start like in the morning, um, one of my like intentional practices, which will 10x your life and will 10x your business um, within, I think, like six weeks of practice is 30 minutes of um, 30, 30 minutes for me of focused meditation. Right. So for me, focused meditation has a couple of aspects to it. So I study a lot of like the Kriya Yoga tradition. Um, which is from like, I don't know if anybody, if you guys ever heard of like Yogananda, like came back, you know, in like the night early, like no. 1930s or whatever, like from India and started bringing over like the, he was like the original OG Yogi that introduced it into the United States. Right. Wow. So 
Um, and his practice is K-R-Y-A, uh, Kriya Yoga. And they actually have like all these like um, ashrams and stuff that like teach you how to do the practices that they've been passing down for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years about like what's the, what is the uh, most efficient processes by which to access um, access that other like level of consciousness, which like Joe Dispenza describes as like being able to generate delta states inside of your brain. Yeah. Well, science now is just like the modern language of mysticism, right? It's just the way to describe the stuff that we just figured out naturally over human experience. But um, now we got machines to measure it. So everybody's a lot more stoked on it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the most important piece though, is this meditation, Ahmed. And here's why it's because your meditation is actually practice for your mind for the day. Just like you go to the gym to like work out your body, to get your body ready for the day, your meditation is actually practice for your mind, right? The way good meditation and a solid meditation practice, what it does for you is it helps you clear all the junk out of your mind, right? So, and it, it fortifies you in, in the clearing of the junk, right? And so, with your meditation practice, you get to a place where you actually get to feel what it's like to not have the thoughts bursting through your head. You actually now have control of your focus and attention. You're not just focused on whatever random thing happened to cross your mind and get hijacked by it, right? Into it. So why is that like so important? It's because now 95% of all of like the energy that your output is throughout the day isn't wasted by just random shit you're thinking about. Right. You don't get hijacked emotionally because, you know, freaking Bob or your boss or Carol or a customer said something to you. You're always yeah. like in a place that like you're just calm, you're centered, your mind is still. Now, are you always that way? No. That's why they call it a practice it's because shit's going to happen. You're like, oh, nope, cool. I'm off. Cool. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to sit for a second. I did my workout this morning. Right. So now I've anchored it into the day and now it's like, cool, I can get back to like centered in like 10 seconds and then I'm back into it. Now, this practice of the meditation is a practice for living, right? It's not, you don't just stop meditating, right? At, at the end of your meditation, you use that as like your training to say, great, this is my mental state and I'm going to fucking guard this mental state throughout the day. And I'm going to keep conscious awareness of where is my mental state throughout the day. You're constantly bringing this son of a bitch back in line because it's been running rampant on you for the last 37 years, you know? So you need some training to be able to like get it back in. And so you're constantly bringing this back in the line and then you live your day. And then at the end of the day, you meditate again to be like, all right, cool. And now I'm going to like relax. And then I'm just going to drift off into a peaceful sleep. Because I don't have all of these thoughts in my head that are keeping me up at light. My anxiety is gone because it's just your mind is still. And the reason you need to sleep is because your body is just tired. And you don't flood your mind with a bunch of shit like Netflix and like media and all of this consumption. You don't need to. You don't want to at that point. Because like, why would I want to go put my attention on something else that's going to remove like the peace and the love that I feel inside and the presentness. I wouldn't want to, right? Like I already have the highest level of feeling that I can have. I don't want it to get hijacked by something else. And yeah. then you wake up the next morning, your mind starts scrambling on a couple of things. You're like, whoa, 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 big fella. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to go sit in my chair again. I'm going to go do my mental gym in my chair. And then I'm going to try it all over again. And this is the mental game. 
This yeah. is the way I call it. It's the forever game. It's because then like every day just becomes like a new day where you get to practice on this thing of like how much peace, love and fun can I have today? And that's it. And I think that's all you do until you die. And I think that's the end of it. That sounds pretty wow. nice. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> well, who knows? Like after that, right. You know, you well, but then it's like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think, right. It's like, okay, cool. Maybe there's some stuff that happens after this, whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't profess to like have any knowledge, like after that, like piece of it. Right. But like, there's like the always like, is there never any question of like, what's the purpose of life? Right. And it's nice to be able to come to a place for at least for myself into it where I can be like, cool. That's what I got into it. I now have like a really clear purpose. I have an infinite game that I get to play for the rest of my life that gives me to the highest states of being that I can possibly be in. And then I get to make choices about what do I want to create in the world? What kind of experiences do I want to have? Right? What are the things that I want to taste? What are the things I want to feel? What are the things that I want to see? You know, and then, yeah. So it's just, um, there's like a weird serenity that, that comes with that. Um, state yeah. of being. And it all just starts with like, that's what I was saying. You're like, well, do you need like a certain amount of financial abundance to go do this work? It's like, no, you need a chair and to be in to yeah. sit and to breathe. And if you can get like some guidance from some YouTube videos or whatever, like, holy smokes, you're getting more instruction than the other, like thousands of people in the last 2000 years ever had. You have all the access, to the information you need to be able to create all this stuff for yourself and be able to hundred X your life easily into it yeah. off of YouTube and a chair and breathing. Yeah. I guess you'll do it. That, yeah. No, it, I guess then my one thing, which, you know, some people may respond with is like, you know, when you haven't figured out the financial stuff, what about when, you know, you constantly have those like financial burdens or those, the, the worries constantly creeping up on you. I feel like that that definitely makes it harder. But if what you're saying is true, then if you if you know yourself well and if you're constantly like checking in on your own mental state, you would also be in a place where you have a plan to get yourself like out of said out of said struggles, and also so, be like clear headed as you navigate through that. So then, there's a deeper question I think to this, John. Yeah, which is why? Why are we so worried about finances all the time? Why are we going to die? No, I mean, I guess if you don't have the bare necessities, then maybe, but that's John, not, are you, yeah. are you, are you really telling me that you're so worried about like your finances right now? You're like, Oh, I'm going to be like homeless oh, no. and I might die. No, 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 not me personally. Right. Yeah. How many of the people that are telling me and telling you they're so worried about finances are like, are you going to be homeless and are you going to die? No, no. You, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's, that's a very small percentage of people that very then small that'll be percentage. an edge Yeah. What I think is actually happening. And trust me, I'm all about like wealth and financial freedom. I love oh, definitely. That's why I want your opinion on it. Right yeah. Into it. Right. And, and some people might hear that and be like, well, what an asshole. <laughs> you know, like He's like, yes. Like he's, wealthy guy over here talking about like, you don't need the money. Right. But like, you're so focused on creating money. Well, that's um, exactly why I asked you for, yeah, because that's what exactly. people might say. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate the opportunity to respond to that. 
Um, here's the deal, right? Is that you only have the money that you have right now, right? That's it. Yeah. You can't wish to have more money. The question that really comes into is when I sit with people and I ask them about this and I say like, so what are you telling me? Are you telling me that you like, you can't sit in the chair because you're so worried about money? Like, what is the problem? Or is it really what we're doing is what we're really doing is saying, I don't want to change. I don't want to experience the discomfort. Here's an easy out. And if I use this easy out, society will approve of me for using this out. And I know a lot of other people feel that way. Because a lot of other people told me it was great. And in fact, and a lot of, and my current belief and feeling on these things is that all of these are addictions are we're addicted to societal approval. We're addicted to being distracted by television. We're addicted to sex, right? I have vis-a-vis pornography or otherwise, right? We're addicted to all of these other things and their addictions are actually so strong that they'll, you're the addiction will talk to you just like any other addiction. It'll talk to you and tell you like, Oh, you don't need to sit in the chair. You're totally fine. Not sitting in the chair. When the reality is like, if you're not sitting in the chair, what you're choosing is some other form of addiction. And that's fine. I love you anyway. No judgment here, you know, yeah. into it, right? But let's at least just be honest about where we're at. Because unless we're yeah. at least honest with where we're at, things are never going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, like, like a recurring theme of our conversation is that like often like choosing the path of like, Choosing the path of least resistance is just, or making the, just doing the easiest thing may not be what is best for you. And like, typically one, when you challenge yourself, overcoming that challenge will teach you something that will therefore benefit you for like here on out. Um, and yeah, yeah, dude, the, the easiest thing for me was grabbing vodka. Vodka was the easiest thing, yeah. right? Just yeah. insert whatever addiction you're doing. It's not yeah. any different than me grabbing vodka. But like, where does that lead? It leads to saying like you're borrowing happiness from tomorrow. Every time you choose an addiction, you're borrowing happiness from tomorrow. And have, I, really I'm actually, I'm going to use my, uh, an example for myself. I quit uh nicotine like six months ago um and it was something that i picked up in college not i wasn't smoking cigarettes but i was vaping because it was cool for like just because like i don't actually have a reason for why i was vaping and that was one of the major things that like i was on i was on the phone with my girlfriend and I was just talking to her about it. And she was asking me, like, what do you possibly benefit from doing this? And, like, I couldn't, like, there was nothing that I could say that, like, like no benefit that I get from doing this. So I just picked up everything I had and I just put it in the garbage and I haven't touched it since that day. So, and, I, like, I was thinking about, like, sh- she's in the medical field. So she was always talking about, the impacts that it could have on my health and hearing the borrowing happiness from tomorrow is just something that hit home right there. So um, 
a little anecdote from myself. Yeah, right on, man. I'm <laughs> glad that that struck you. Yeah. I like that. I feel like, you know, I mean, the vaping thing specifically, a lot of people in our generation can relate to that. But I was, I had the same type of situation, but mine was like over three years ago now where I just was tired of it, gave it up. And then that was it since that day. But I mean, there's probably 10, I feel like the, the really good like wrap up point would be, it's not like once you figure out this mindset, everything just becomes easy to give up and it all goes away. Like you on your day to day still probably have struggles with things and like getting yourself back in the right mind state. Of course. You know, it, it continues to happen. That's what I'm, I just don't want it to be like, all right, once I figure this out, everything will be okay after that. It's like, no, life's still going to be hard. Life's still going to suck. And you're still going to want to run back to your vices at the end of a long shitty day. It's just knowing that like, once you have the practices in place to not do that, you know what I mean? Then that's when like you're helping, you're at least attempting to help yourself out. The best way I could describe it is um, it's like you're, a, you, you start to like learn how to become like a mechanic, right? You know, yeah. how to like work on cars. Like I never knew how to work on cars. I still don't know how to work on cars, but I do because my dad taught me, but yeah, there you go. Thing. See, you had a teacher, your body, right? your car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you become a mechanic and the deeper that you get into this work and the more that you study it, the more that you find other people, the more you expose that can guide you into it. It's like you become a better, better and better mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that your car never like has trouble. You still got to change the oil on it. You still got to make repairs on it. Like as you go along, right? You just get a way better at it until the point at which that like eventually like you're just automatically throwing wrenches by reflex around to be able to yeah. fix stuff on the fly and that you're not even worried about it. Some like crazy shit could happen and you're like, whatever, dude, I can pop a new engine in or out or like whatever. And then you're just cruising. Right. Yeah. So it's not like life all of a sudden becomes like unicorns and rainbows, like all the time. It's just that you're not worried about it. Right. Like all of the stress of it like goes away. Yeah. Cause you're like, it's going to be fine. Unless it's like the very like, 0.1% things that aren't fine. Like, yeah. oh, I might actually die, right? If this happens, yeah. okay, well, then that's the appropriate time to have a stress response because you actually need it. You need yeah. the adrenaline to save your ass to run away from the tiger. But if it's not actually a tiger, right? Then, great. Chill out. And let's learn how to chill. And that's, this is, these are the chill practices. It's like spirituality for chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And Perfect. I'll tell you too, it's that the other piece of it before we wrap today, and this might be like a, a bigger conversation. I don't know if you guys have more time or if you want to chat about this more or whatever, but um just but just to plant a seed for anybody in here and, and for you guys too, is that the impacts into business, like with this, after looking at um doing this kind of work, is non-subtle. It's a non-subtle impact into it. It's a massive delta. And in fact, this is a new wave of like all the up and coming entrepreneurs that are coming into like the new field. They're all working on this mental level that are coming yeah. into it. Because what happens is, is that at the end of the day, technology is going to replace a lot of like the heavy lifting. The only quest that's going to really be left for us as human beings is a deeper dive and connection of who we actually are as people. Yeah. 
right? As a people, people like inside of ourselves, because everything else is yeah. going to get solved. Chat GPT, new technologies, AI, come ever the ability to create stuff is already going to be uh, way outpace anything that we can do like right now. Yeah. Right. So the, the entrepreneurs on the cutting edge of what's going on are already deep in this game. And I've met these guys in retreats and like this, they're amazing. Like yeah. really do. So what's coming up is saying like the next frontier of what happens it, like the, and like my business, even for example, right. And this is like, Holy shit. If you can actually connect with people, if you can get yourself to this place where you're so connected to yourself and you're so sensitive about like what's happening inside of people, you understand like the game itself that's being played like on a higher level. You can talk to that level and those truths that you talk to resonate with people because they know it's true inside of them, even if they can't articulate it because they know yeah. about the experience at which that they're operating. And when you can say it, it clicks into it. This leads to like instantaneous trust, right? It leads to loyalty. It leads to yeah. ability to be able to operate with like a way of integrity. And it leads you to, with the ability to be able to provide products and services that are serving people at a deeper level as more core to the fundamentals of like what's going on with them. So when we talk about like financial freedom inside of Royal Legal Solutions, and now we're going into the fulfillment game, we're actually saying it's like, no, what we really are going to offer you is the opportunity to join us on a journey where we're going to help remove all of the stuff from your life that is causing you all of this pain around like money and anxiety and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Then what you're going to be left with is just you living, right? And then this is the next frontier for me, which is like, let's go build that. And then the other entrepreneurs I'm meeting with, We've already hit all of our financial goals and stuff like that with our businesses from implementing these types of awarenesses with our teams and being able to provide leadership that's actually to the core of who our teams are at like the basic level of like who yeah. they are as people, which means that we have infinite loyalty because they can't get that anywhere else because nobody's talking to them about like who they are as people and how are they going to live. So they're like, they're like, shit, I could never leave here. Like this is like the place that nourishes my soul to be able yeah. to work inside of this company. And these entrepreneurs that I'm working with now through an initiative that I've started with Royal Life is pulling together like mentors and entrepreneurs where I say, well, great. Well, what's left for us to do? We love creating stuff. Well, how about we build businesses like with and for each other? So that way, the more of the things that we want to exist in the world that are just for us, that we care about, make our lives more beautiful and we'll pair that with an entrepreneur from our community that wants to become wealthy. They'll build that business. Become, we'll make sure they're going to become wealthy doing it into it. And then because we want that thing to exist because we want to have access. So then we'll just build essentially our own Garden of Eden that has all of the shit that we want in the world, all of the experiences we want in the world. And we'll just build it all together. And I think this is the direction that the modern age of business will actually be heading into as we become more enlightened as people and as a society. And so like a less like selfish approach and more like when you get a good group of people that have the right mindset, you can just grow like simultaneously together on each other's dreams and passions. Yeah. You come together as a collective community and you yeah. ask yourselves like, what do we want to build next? Right. What would be like the most serving to the community? Like think of it as like a tribe, right? Like the way tribes made decisions back in the day were like a lot like that. It wasn't about like any one individual you know, like if you had like, 
like, like, like think how insane it is, like how we live right now. Right. If we were a bunch of like monkeys, right. If you were a bunch of monkeys and there was like one monkey that had like 10,000 bananas and yeah. the other monkeys that are around him were starving. You'd be like, there's something that's like sick here that this yeah. monkey is like killing the other monkeys to save all his bananas. You look back at yeah. like tribal cultures when you killed like a Buffalo, if one person like hoarded like all of the meat, you know, and all of like the resources of it, you'd be like, this is sick. You know, you yeah. never do that mm-hmm. for some reason though. It's like part of like our sickness, right. That we're like trying to live this other way. And eventually like we're getting to the place now where I think we're at the, we're going to be on the cusp yeah. of it. I think here in the next few years, where resources yeah. are actually may become like ultra abundant. Like the technology that we're coming into is going to solve, I think a lot of these yeah. problems. And then what we're going to be left with is like, what do we do next? And I think it's going to be around like just creating like more stuff that actually is more nourishing to like the core of who we are as like individuals, connecting ourselves more into communities and finding other people that want to build at that level. Cause but if you, you guys are young, right? The people yeah. that are even like younger than you, they're totally checked out because they're like, yeah. Hey, none of this game makes sense anymore because all the Instagram stuff and all the flashy shit and whatever, we're like we get it. It's all totally fake and we don't yeah. care about it. We don't want it anymore. They're, they are attuned. They are aware of how sick it all is, but they just don't know where to go yet. So yeah. that will probably be the generation. I think that will start to really start to turn things. It's because there aren't really any, options left for them because now the way that the game is it's just like there's a lot of you know hoarding at the top going on and then less chances and opportunities around but there's no winning yeah yeah if i I had to describe it but we'll wrap it right after i say this just and i'll give you a sec to plug anything you want to but um i feel like right now the way that you mentioned it it's like how things might become super abundant in the near future given the technological advances that we're on the cusp of it feels like we're at like a narrowing that's going to like, you know, narrow and then eventually like broaden right after that, because the way that things are right now, it's like if things didn't actually change and we didn't make like, you know, some these breakthroughs that seem to be like right there in front of us, um, like the, the path that we're on currently in terms of the entire world, but also specifically our country, like it just doesn't seem sustainable. Like it's not. Of course. But, of course. Oh, the whole old model is going to collapse. It's already collapsing. And like the healthcare yeah. model with like AI that's progressing at like 15% improvements like per month, um, like with like chat GPT and how content and music is getting created. My artist friends are actually just writing lyrics now at chat GPT that they're like performing and getting like rave reviews on that's and crazy. being able to do that. Yeah. Um, I think what will end up happening is that you, it will need like a, cla- a cataclysmic type of event, right? Because the old models are going to fight to hold on to because everybody's yeah. afraid to change, right? I mean, this is part of like who we are as human beings. The same fear that you have to change inside of yourself is the same thing we fear collectively as a society. And when that, it's getting pushed to change. And it's like holding on with dear life and like white knuckling. And what we'll see is it's all as soon everything is going to like explode. And then on the other side, everything will be great. So everybody's going to freak the fuck out because when things start to fall apart and this is what I'm saying is like, it's it now is the time to start inside of the practice of like navigating your, like working on yourself into it. So you can be ready for the change because on the other side of the change, we're all massive opportunity for everything you want in life. Whatever that's going to be is all going to be there if you're ready for it. And it's going to also help you navigate the change too, right? Cause we have like some really stressful years coming up on us as yeah. we hit like this point of inflection. I agree with that. I think that 
Well, we'll end that on a cheery note. <laughs> I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed this this conversation. To be completely honest, I love these deep thinking type of things that are a little more out of the box. But um, I guess before we wrap, uh, is there any social media, any anything, your site for your service, like anything you yeah. want to plug? I would say like anybody that's interested in any of this stuff, the best, the best avenue that I really have to connect with everybody is just like through royallegalsolutions.com. Or if you want to email me at scott at royallegalsolutions.com, just throw in your contact information from there. All the stuff that I'm going to be building, like in the fulfillment area of this, and then talking about like, how do you, how do you maximize fulfillment and wealth and working with like people that have never started business before, but trying to figure out ways to make them wealthy by some really creative ways. I've, um, Love to be able to put that together. Um, or if you're an entrepreneur or mentor, you want to join us in what we're doing inside of the Royal Life stuff, just go to royallegalsolutions.com, sign up there, send me an email into it. I'll put you on like the correct list. Um, I never spam like anybody with anything. If you don't want to hang out, that's cool. I don't need, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do that. So, um, but if you want to be involved with it, then go ahead and, and hit it up and uh, I'll keep you in the loop. And if it works out for you, great. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciated that. And I really appreciated your, uh, your perspective on things. It's definitely unique. Hopefully yeah, not the unique as the years, the years go on. Hopefully more people adopt <laughs> this mindset, but yeah, I, I, I hope mean, so. That's the with everything. What? Yeah, man. No, I, I hope so. I, I hope you're right, man. I really appreciate all the great questions in the conversation today. It's nice to have the opportunity to like articulate some of like what the experience is like. It helps me get things like more clear inside of my definitely. own head. And, uh, Compartmentalize and stuff. So. Yeah, well, it's nice to have clarity on some of these. Otherwise, you're just like walking around with like a bunch of experience blissed out of your mind, like a happy Buddha walking on the beach. So yep. it's, it's good to be able to get some words behind it. Awesome. For sure. All right. Well, let, let's keep in touch and uh, maybe we'll have let's another conversation soon. Yeah. Good luck with Love everything. Guys. Take care, guys. Go in peace. All right. Have a good one. Peace. peace.